Chapter Six of Nero the Circus Lion by Richard Barnum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kenneth Sargent Gagan. Chapter Six, Nero in the Circus. Nero did not know what happened to him, except that he had fallen down into a big hole dug in the earth. He did not know what the black African man said about being in a trap, for though Nero could understand lion talk. He did not yet know much about the talk of men. Later on, he was to learn a little about that. Just now, he was frightened and hurt, for when he fell down the hole, he had struck his paw that had the bullet in it, and though the sore was healed, it still pained a bit at times. I wonder what could have happened to me, thought Nero, as he tumbled and twisted about on the bottom of the pit, which was partly filled with dry leaves. I wonder what this is, anyhow. More than once, when a very little lion boy was out walking along the jungle paths with his father and mother, Nero had fallen into a mud puddle or other hole because he had not yet learned to walk steadily and carefully. But at such times, he had easily scrambled out of the hole, or his mother had helped him. Now, Mrs. Lion was not here to do this, and try as he did, Nero could not get out of this hole. It was too deep, and the sides were too straight. Nero tried hard enough jumping up and clawing at the dirt, some of which got into his eyes. But jump as he did, and roar though he did, he could not get out. Up on top, at the edge of the hole, the black African man was jumping about, waving his hands, and one of which was a long, sharp spear. And the African was shouting, I've caught a lion, I've caught a lion in my hole trap, whoa, whoa. Of course, Nero did not know what all this meant. All he knew was that the man had something to do with his troubles. Maybe this is the hunter man who shot me, thought Nero, and now he has me caught because I ran away from him and he hid in the cave. Well, he has caught me at last unless I can get out of this hole. But Nero was wrong. This was not the same man who had shot him. This was another man, a trapper of wild animals, and he had dug a deep hole along the jungle path where he knew lions and other animals would walk. Then he covered his hole with little sticks and leaves, said they would easily break if a big animal, like Nero, jumped on them. And that is just what Nero had done. He saw the piece of meat on the ground and jumped straight for it. But he landed in the middle of the sticks and leaves and fell into the hole. This is how Nero was caught, and he did not like it at all. He wanted to be loose, to roam through the jungle as he liked. He wanted to try and find his father and mother and Chet and Boo, but they were far away. And while I think of it, I might tell you that for a long time after Nero was lost, that night of the hunt, Mr. Lion looked everywhere for the boy lion. But Nero could not be found, and his mother and father and the other lions thought he had been killed by the hunters. They never saw him again, and for a time felt very sad. But so many things happened in the jungle that Mr. and Mrs. Lion soon forgot Nero, that's the way with the animals. They're not like us. And so it was really that Nero's father and mother never really knew what happened to him. They might find out if they could read this book, but that, of course, can't be done. Now we'll get back to Nero. There he was in the bottom of a big hole, and up at the top was the black African trapper, looking down on him. Pretty soon other hunters and trappers came to see the lion that had been caught alive. He's a fine big fellow, Shaggy, said one black man to the trapper, who had been so pleased when Nero was caught. What are you going to do with him? 
Oh, I'm going to sell him to a white animal man who comes across the sea in a big boat called a ship, answered Jackie, the trapper. And what will the white animal do with a live lion? He buys him to sell to a circus, answered Jackie. And what's a circus, asked the other black man. I don't know, asked Jackie, except that far across the ocean, white people like to pay money to look at wild animals, such as we have in our jungle. That's all I know about a circus. The white animal man told me that. Ha, a circus, laughed the other black man. And people pay money to look at wild animals? Well, they should come to the jungle. They could see all the animals they want for nothing. And of course we could. I suppose only very few of us can go to the jungles. And so we got to go to circuses instead. Nero, down on the bottom of the hole, listened to the talk of the black men up above. But he did not understand any of it. Or he might have remembered that the word circus, the rhinoceros, who had knocked him away from the drinking pool, had spoken of a circus when Chunky, the happy hippo, went Nero, was too frightened, and in too much pain to pay any heed to what the man said, and then began a very unhappy time for our lion friend. It was such an unhappy, sad time that I'm not going to tell you very much about this part of Nero's life. I'm going to skip over it and come to the funnier, happier part. For after the lion had thrashed about on the bottom of the pit for some time, black African trapper let down ropes and tangled the lion all up in them, and then Nero was hauled to the top of the pit and put into a big wooden cage. He tried to get out by striking the bars with his paws and biting them with his teeth, but they were too strong. Then he lay down in a corner of his cage and shut his eyes. He did not like to look out through the bars at the jungle where he could no longer roam about as he liked. Poor Nero was a prisoner, a caged wild animal. For many days Nero was kept in a cage in the jungle near the hut of the black trapper. At first the lion would not eat, but at last he grew so hungry that he had to take some of the meat they thrust through the bars of the cage to him. And when he had eaten and taken some water, Nero felt better. But he was still cross and unhappy, and whenever any of the black Africans came near his cage, Nero would suddenly stick out his paw and try to scratch them. But they knew enough to keep out of his way. Then one day, Nero felt his cage being suddenly lifted up on long poles, which the black man put across their shoulders. And so they carried the cage lion through the jungle. They wouldn't trust Nero to walk by himself. What had happened was that the white animal man who bought wild animals for a circus had come along and seen that nero was a fine lion had taken him to be sent away across the ocean from africa to the united states of america where there were many circuses nero still in his cage was put on board a ship he was stowed away down in a deep black hole deeper and blacker than the jungle pit in which he had fallen and then began a sea voyage Nero didn't like this a bit. Sometimes he seemed to be standing on his head, and again he would be on his feet, and other times he seemed to roll over and over in a regular somersault. And these somersaults weren't at all like the ones he used to turn by accident when he was playing tag in the jungle with his brother and sister or with Switchy. Oh, dear, I don't like this at all, grumbled Nero in his cage in the ship. I wish I could go back to the jungle. Oh, here I go again, upside down. And over he went, cage and all. What was happening was the ship was in a big storm and was being tossed up and down on great ocean waves. 
and that Nero's cage had gotten loose and was being flung about. Our lion friend was seasick, and he had dreadful time. More than once he wished himself back in the jungle, but he could not get there. After many days, the ship stopped tossing to and fro, and across to the other side with Nero on board, and was now tied up at a dock in New York. Then Nero felt himself being hoisted up in his cage, and for the first time in many days, he saw the sun again, and was smelling fresh air, and how good it was. It was not like the air of the jungle, for it was cooler, and Nero had been used to being very hot nearly all the time, but he didn't mind being a bit cool. Nero's cage was hoisted out of the ship, the deep black hole of the ship, and slung onto a big automobile truck with some boxes and barrels. Nero was the only wild animal, and people passing along on the dock stopped to look into the big wooden cage at the tawny yellow lion, who had been brought all the way from the jungle. Away started the auto truck, giving Nero a new kind of ride. He would much rather have walked, but of course the lion can't go about loose in the streets of New York, and though they do let the elephants and camels walk in a circus parade, but Nero was not yet in a circus. Nero looked out through the bars of his cage, and he was carted through the streets of New York. My, this is a queer jungle, thought the lion. Where are the trees and the tangled vines and the snakes and monkeys and other animals? All I see are men and other queer creatures. This isn't all like my jungle. And of course it was not, being a big city. There are not many places for trees in a city, you know. So Nero cowered down in the corner of his cage until he was put into a freight car to be sent to a place called Bridgeport, Connecticut, where some Turkish men had kept their wild animals to train them and have them safe during the winter, when it's too cold to give shows in the big white tents. Well, this is new sort of motion, thought Nero as the train started off. Still, it is better than being made to turn somersaults all the while. Indeed, it was easier riding on a train than in a ship. At least for Nero it was. He knew nothing about railroads, nor where he was being taken. But after a while, during which he did not get much to eat or drink, once more his cage was put on a big auto truck. A little later, after being lifted about and slung here and there, Nero suddenly saw one of his cages open. The wooden bars which had been around him ever since he had left the jungle seemed to drop away. Ha! Ah, now maybe I can get loose, thought Nero. He sprang forward, but to his surprise he found himself very much the same sort of place but this is a new cage, was larger, and the bars were of iron instead of wood. Lucky through the bars, Nero could see many others just such cages. He sniffed, and he smelled the smell of many wild animals, which he knew. He smelled lions, buffaloes, and elephants. Nero looked around him. He was in a big wooden building, and over to one side were some elephants. At first, Nero could not believe it. He rubbed his eyes with his paw and looked again. Yes, surely enough, they were elephants. They were swaying slowly to and fro, as elephants always sway, and they were stuffing hay into their mouths with their big, curly trunks. Oh, I'm back in the jungle, asked Nero aloud, speaking in animal talk, of course. The jungle? No, I should say not, cried a big, jolly-looking elephant. This isn't the jungle. Then what is it? asked Nero. It's a circus, said the elephant. This is a circus, and we're glad to have you with us. My name is Tum-Tum. What is yours? Nero, 
was the answer and so this is the circus went on the lion well well i never thought i'd be here end of chapter six recording by kenneth sergeant gagan